The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We begin with news that the number of alcohol breath tests carried out at Garda checkpoints has dropped by more than half compared with the pre-pandemic levels. Joining us to discuss is Shane O'Donoghue, editor of CompleteCar.ie. Now, this of course comes at a point, Shane, where road collisions and road deaths are going rapidly in the wrong direction for the first time in a long time. It seems extraordinary in that context that we see this drop in Garda enforcement. Absolutely, Anton. I mean, the figures that we've just seen today about Garda enforcement, they're shocking but they're actually not surprising, unfortunately. Um, it's something we've discussed long and hard the last year or two. And, you know, this seems to have been, instead of um, there being a change in the, the way things are and increasing enforcement, there seems to be a knee-jerk reaction to the horrific increase in deaths by saying, oh, let's do a blanket speed limit change, as if that will fix everything. And that is clearly not the issue here. While speeding clearly does uh, contribute to a lot of these accidents and a lot of crashes in general, um, it isn't the only thing happening. And I, I've said for a long time, guard enforcement is severely lacking. And it's really interesting to see the figures now. I mean, as you said at the top, the number of the deaths we've seen this year is up significantly this year. It's such a worrying number. Um, it's 30 more than the same period last year, which I believe is about a 26% increase in deaths and so far this year. And we're just about heading into the winter, which is theoretically the the most uh, dangerous time of year, really, where it's darker and bad weather, etc. When you talk about the numbers, Shane, can you give us a sense of what the drops look like in terms of enforcement, both uh, both checkpoints and subsequent arrests? Yeah, well, the, the, there's a couple of different items on the list. Uh, one that stands out for me is the number of um, checks for drink driving, the checkpoints, the number of checkpoints. And that's decreased by more than half. And, and that's... I just don't understand that. It doesn't, there's no excuse for that. It's not like we suddenly don't have an issue with drink driving on our roads. Um, it seems like resources, Garda resources are not being, um, used in that way anymore. So more than half. I mean, that, that's absolutely massive. Now, on top of that, um, there's been a huge number, a huge reduction in the number of, um, penalty points given out and fines for mobile phone use. And the Gardaí say, oh, it's harder to do these days because people have their phones in their laps and they're saying, oh, sure, more cars have hands-free technology. And I'm sorry, those just sound like really bad excuses to me. Um, Well, to go back to the point that you made earlier on, Shane, about the the blanket speed limit change not being the answer to most of the the, uh, driving, the collisions and the deaths. If you look at the sort of the four key things that we know to be the the, always the low hanging fruit, one is is the engineering quality. So motorways and, and better cars. But setting that aside inappropriate speed, so not overall speed Mm -hmm. limits, but people who are significantly speeding in a way that is inappropriate, drink driving and failure to wear seatbelts. And what we are seeing here is that for at least the first two, and we can infer the third of those, the things that are demonstrably the biggest contributors to road deaths are being grossly under-enforced. When you look at the the, uh, drink driving as case in point, a drop of something like 6,000 arrests pre-pandemic to 4,500 it's a fair inference that that means that there's one and a half thousand people, by comparison, driving around drunk, uncaught. Yeah, statistically, this, that, that's correct. Um, and it's just there's no excuse for that whatsoever. And I'm going to pick up something you just said there about inappropriate speed. And it's such a key detail, actually, because everybody hears the word speeding and it is, doesn't necessarily mean uh, exceeding the speed limit. Um, so therefore changing the speed limit isn't going to do anything, but inappropriate speed is for a given situation. I mean, just because there's a posted speed limit of 100 kilometers an hour on such a road, if it's a lashing rain and you can't see very far ahead, you'd be 
driving dangerously to drive at that speed sometimes. So people need to be taking responsibility for that. But all of this, and, and I believe that what we have is basically a, a pyramid, if you like, of um, uh, people breaking the rules and the effect it has. So at the bottom of the period, you have simple things like they're just inconvenience other motorists, like, you know, you say somebody using a bus lane or somebody stopping in a yellow box and blocking the road. The next one up, then you have a slightly more dangerous thing where you're endangering other people. So where you're running red lights, um, you're going through pedestrian lights that are red because you're in a hurry and you don't care. And then further up, obviously, you have inappropriate speed and dangerous driving leading to actual deaths. And really, there's a cascading effect. The more you police the bottom ones, the more, the least, the less of the other ones you have. It's, it's a known phenomenon. People's driving behavior improves if you you know, enforce the minor offences. And we're not doing that. We clearly have very few guardian on the road in comparison to what we used to have. And these numbers really bear that, bore that out for me. Conor Lally in the Irish Times is writing about this this morning and he had a, a number of unnamed sources from within on Garda Siakana. And one of those sources said that the reason that there is a diminution in the level of enforcement is that the guards can pull resources from traffic policing and it not be immediate, immediately noticeable. So if you take people off the beat, you see there's fewer guards around. If you take people away from burglary investigation, people say, well, I was broken into and nobody came to the house. But it takes a long time for people to spot that the traffic core isn't out as much as it once was. Do you think there's truth in that? Absolutely. and I th- But unfortunately, I think now it's becoming really obvious. Um, I know you drive around a lot as well. And uh, every journey now, every single journey, I see a few infringements. So yesterday I was waiting to turn right, right, right at the traffic lights. Somebody came through the other way, th- going through a red light, looking down at their phone. You know, <laughs> t- earlier in the day, I stopped at a yellow box. Somebody behind me drove up on the footpath around inside me to go park in the yellow box in front of me. And these, this is just one day, one journey, and it's every single day. And I suspect you'll get lots of listeners giving their instances too, where driver behaviour has become so bad. And I think there's a direct correlation between that and the guard enforcement. And therefore, there's a direct correlation further up the pyramid I just mentioned to road deaths. Just driver behaviour has decreased, has worsened so much. Helen McEntee has has given an undertaking that we're going to see an increase in the number of speed camera vans that are out there. There's, I think, currently about 11, 12 million being spent on those every year, and that's going to increase by roughly about 20% to put more of them out there. But I get the sense in what you're describing there, Shane, while they will deal with some of the bottom of the pyramid by being visibly present on the roads, the speed camera vans won't make any difference to drink driving because they can't tell. They won't really make a difference to mobile phone use because most people will get the phone down before the camera spots them. And all of the things that we're now discussing are unimpacted by them. Oh, 100%. I don't disagree with an increase in the number of speed vans, but that if that's being used instead of getting actual guardy on the roads, then it's the wrong way to go. And one of the other men- things you mentioned a minute ago was seatbelt use. We still have a problem with seatbelt use in this country. Obviously, speeding vans and cameras won't pick that up very easily. The other thing, of course, that we have a problem with, Shane, in this country is when you look at the people, the nature of most of the accidents, where some of the biggest increases are is among pedestrians. And when you look at those pedestrians, what you see is about 40 to 50 percent of them, they were they themselves had been drinking at the time that the accident occurred. And when you look at the percentage numbers, we have a huge amount. I mean, it's something like I think one in five were either standing in or lying in the road at the point at which the accident happened. So there's a series of vulnerable groups like pedestrians, like cyclists, who aren't being mentioned at all in in the response. Because again, dropping speed limits does nothing to stop somebody staggering into a road. 
Yeah, that's something that needs to be addressed, obviously. Um, and that's an issue in itself. Um, but, you know, I, I guess dropping speed limits in an urban area or where there are likely to be pedestrians, that will help that so long as, of course, that the lower speed limits are enforced. Um, and I think there is some merit in reducing, you know, aiming for a reduced speed limit in urban areas, full stop. It used to be 50 kilometres an hour was perfectly acceptable to fly through town in. And, and I feel that's not. Um but that, that's another thing, and that's very difficult thing to police. Of course, if you, if, even if you fix driver behaviour, you still and you still have uh, a couple of pedestrians staggering onto the road and endangering themselves. I'm not sure how you police that. I suppose, but if you have better drivers out there, that'll reduce the chances of those people being injured in the first place. I guess. So, if all of the time that we talk about the guards, because we we were speaking on Friday to the um, a member of the guard, the representative organisation, and he was saying that this that the raising of the age limit to fifty is unlikely to make a significant difference. It is a nice thing in equality terms, but it's unlikely to make a, a difference, and that there is a desperate need for more manpower. If this is a manpower issue, does it just go to the back of the queue with everything else? Yeah, it does sound like it's a manpower issue. And, and, and you know, there's lots of industries still struggling since the pandemic with, with recruitment. Um, so perhaps perhaps the job needs to be made more attractive in some way. And I, I know every industry and every sector of our society wants more money now for it. Um, but perhaps the guardian needs to be paid more or the conditions need to be changed to attract more people to it. Um, something needs to be done clearly. If, if the guardian cannot recruit enough people, and the knock-on effect is deaths on the road, then th- that's a no-brainer, you know. Um, even even putting aside the devastation to families, you know, that this is causing, a, a road death costs the economy millions, actually. So there's a justification there in pure financial terms to, to offset the books, to put money into policing in the first place, and then reduce this devastation on the roads. Well, obviously, I assume a lot of people will have a view on this. If you're one of them, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents, you can WhatsApp us 87 106 Shane O'Donoghue, editor of completecar.ie. Thank you very much. Thanks, Anton. And judging by what's coming in on text, I'm right about people having a view. Text to say, I saw someone yesterday morning going very slowly through a red light as if they were invisible because they weren't moving quickly. Another one, the green man may well as well not exist. Motorists totally ignore them. Anton, it's not just driver behaviour, it's the public's behaviour in general. Suggestion, we need a traffic police force that does nothing except enforce the rules of the road. Another, my local patrol car sat at red traffic lights while cyclists broke those red lights. Wrong message regarding rules of the road by the local unit. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.